Hiya guys, gals and non-binary pals, this is Film Query, the queer experience of the media you love. I'm Indy and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Chloe and I go by she, her. This week we'll be covering one of my favourite movies, um, Pride, which came out in 2014, which depicts the real life uh, events involving solidarity and support between the gay community and the minors, as in like coal miners, not like underage people <laughs> in the <laughs> 1980s uh, I think it takes place in 85 and yeah it's just a really solid film like it's it's, kind of, it, it, it has a story to tell and it tells it and it doesn't do any more any that like you know yeah and it's like there, there are all these different characters who have their own story arcs and stuff like that so you have like the guy that was in 1917 and his storyline is like him realising that he's gay and like coming out to his family and then being kicked out from his family um and then there's but like he finds solidarity with like the wee group um and then there's this guy that's um like patient zero who's HIV positive and you know he's kind of going through it and it's like all these stories kind of weave together. Um, and it's not like one of those things where it's like you're watching it and it's a bummer. Where you're like, oh God, and they're suffering and they're suffering. Uh, you know, it's actually quite a wholesome story. Um, and yeah. I think it's very sweet, yet realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of hopeful vibes in the thing, which is kind of what you need. Because it was uh, a pretty terrible time. Uh, yeah. Everyone was enriched pretty much the 1980s, especially with um, Milk Snatcher Maggie. Um, mm. about. Yeah. Um, big fuck Maggie Thatcher vibes. Yeah. Like, this it, is a Maggie Thatcher hate account. I, I I wish she was alive just so I could piss on her face. Like, I, I don't want anything else. Her, her grave is a gender neutral bathroom. Like, let's mm. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what makes me makes me laugh? Um, see, whenever people talk about um, Maggie Thatcher, there's always that tweet that Harry Styles put out in, like, 2013. <gasps> see, when she died, and it was Please like, all right, <laughs> rip Baroness Thatcher. <laughs> With the wee was, X at the end. Niles car bombs you. Direction is it? We'll need to do an episode about. I think we should do an episode about Larry and like One Direction generally and just the terribleness of that whole thing. Because even if you, okay. I wasn't a big Directioner, but God, like I wasn't a Directioner at all. I was an anti-Directioner. Two of my friends were really into them, so I kind of like ended up like absorbing some of it through them. But God, like. They were, Leonie wasn't too bad, but like my other friend was mental with it. Um, but Maggie Thatcher, for those who don't know, uh, was the first female prime minister in Great Britain and, mm-hmm. uh, she was a massive Tory cunt basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't use that word, I don't use that word a lot, but it is the only thing. She was a terrible person. Uh, she ruined this country. The sense of community, I would say, was in this country was destroyed by Maggie Thatcher. Pretty much imagine anything good that benefited, like, 
normal working class people, she thought, no, mm-hmm. you don't deserve that. And she particularly. You don't deserve milk in schools. Like, don't. <laughs> Wayne's don't deserve calcium. Yeah. That was just like one of the things, but she was just an awful, awful. woman. And you know what makes me laugh? Right. I was telling my mum about how much like we dislike Maggie Thatcher and how a lot of young people who are kind of left wing and the kind of politics thing also hate Maggie Thatcher. And she's like, why do you all hate Maggie? Like she she's not a Tory. She would rather die than be a Tory. But she's like, mm-hmm. half of you weren't even alive or like in like, the womb. Yeah, no. <laughs> When Maggie Thatcher was in power, like, what are you so angry about? And I was like, no, it's the injustice of it all. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. It's just, like, it's what, it's kind of, you can trace, like, in the same way in America with Reagan, you can kind of trace most of, like, the terrible shit today back to Maggie Thatcher. In some way, Mm. she will have, like, had something or other to do with why we don't do this anymore or why this happens like she specifically was... with the economy um because i'm not yes. sure about other things because obviously there's in british politics uh for those who don't know it's a bit of a kind of boys club um for the elite and pretty much like that has spanned centuries but the most the things that have led to the economic state of the uk now most of that started from the 80s from Thatcher and I say most because someone could be like Chloe that's bullshit and I could be like well I don't study politics on the reg so yeah like (laughs) you know this this isn't a politics podcast this is just a queer you know film podcast yeah I definitely would agree that you can trace back most of it to um her and didn't she I can't remember the article number (laughs) <laughs> but didn't she ban teaching about homosexuality in schools? Was that her? I think so. Let me Google that. Let, let's Maggie. Google that because I'm sure it's like Article Article 13 to do with Northern Ireland and Brexit, so it's not Article 13. Um, 38? Section 28. Ah, oh, I got an 8. I'll, I'll give myself that. Yeah, so Mikey Thatcher was responsible for Section 28, which banned teach you about homosexuality in schools? So basically, um, I'm just looking at her government. um, She voted for the decriminalisation of homosexuality in 1967. However, her government in 1987 introduced Section 28. Um, And what Section 28 is, because obviously... We talk about uh, queer history and education uh, on this show. Basically, uh, so yeah, you couldn't talk about anything queer in the classroom. Um, like anything. Um, it was banned. It prohibited the promotion of homosexuality by local authorities. And it went out of thingy. It was in effect from 1988 to 2000 in Scotland. And from 1988 to 2003 in England and Wales, um, which is insane. Fuck that me, is, Maggie. That's, see, this is the thing that's the, like, you know, the lasting effect. And it's bizarre 
that that was allowed to go on even after she left Pat. That like it's just what mm. you know who. Yeah. Imagine if they said like this. Obviously, not wrong with being queer, but it's like let's. Um, you're not allowed to talk about. Um, all I can think of is religion comparisons. For some reason, <laughs> like imagine, like it's just insane that you could just talk, stop talking about a whole group of people and the whole. This is what annoys me. What annoys me is the use of the word of promotion because it, mm-hmm. of the implications that you can like encourage someone to be gay if you get what I mean Mm -hmm. like as if it is a choice and as if by having things mentioned in homosexuality we're encouraging people to be queer which is you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you can encourage someone to come out or to you know accept themselves which is completely different but you can't by talking about homosexuality you aren't promoting it you're just talking about it yeah, because it's not like it's... I think it kind of um, didn't help that being queer was... I think still is, you know, it's seen as this very deviant kind of, like, oh, you know, that's stuff that you do behind closed doors. Like, don't talk about that in public. You know, as if you're saying the kinkiest shit known to man, you're like, oh, no, I just went on a date with my girlfriend. It's like, what the fuck? And it's like by talking to kids about it, you're somehow making the kids gay. Like you're not, you can't make kids gay. Like you can't make anybody gay or queer. You know that's not mm-hmm. <laughs> possible. Do you know what that reminds me of? Right, there was this clip that went viral a few years ago of this. Like um, he was like an auctioneer or something because he talked really fast, but he was like from the America Bible Belt, and he was like, "They're turning the freaking water gay. They're turning oh, the frogs. freaking frogs gay." Yes. It's it's just bizarre. I've always thought that's bizarre. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the section twenty eight on um wiki and they have a little poster of like one of like the Tories um like one of their advertising things. As yeah. this Labour's idea of a comprehensive education, young gay and proud, pol- police out of school, the playbook for kids about sex. And then it says under it uh, take the politics out of education. Vote conservative. Take the politics out. Jesus, what? But there was a thing that was released, and I don't know if it was actual legislation, but it was like you, or if it was a recent thing. I'll have to actually do more research into that, but it was basically you couldn't talk badly about Britain or the British Empire. And I actually do think it was recent because it made the news like a year ago. I'm sure, I remember something about it. I think it was um, relatively recent. Um, it's it was it, again is bizarre that you can just ban a whole top, topic like that. Because now when I look back on my education, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But at the time, you don't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but back to Pride. Pride. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the film was it was in, like, in, I suppose it's not about the film, but like real life events. But it was nice that they focused on something that happened in Wales. Because mm-hmm. 
you, I will say, um, I know England and Wales that legally tend to have the same laws. Not all mm-hmm. the time, though, because Wales, I've noticed since living here, you get a lot more help from the government with stuff. Um, and obviously they have uh, some laws, laws and uh, legislation that applies to the Welsh language as well. Um, but there's not really like anywhere to learn about like Welsh gay history because mm-hmm. although you have the same laws, this is a whole different culture in Wales. Like in England, you were constantly surrounded by towns usually, or at least in mm-hmm. the north. You have like like where I used to live, there was my town, then there's Warrington, then there's Wigan. You know where I live in the biggest town. I live in the biggest city actually in North Wales, and it is the only city in North Wales. Like, mm-hmm. which, you know, how, and like for the whole of North Wales, there's no other city. There's a couple of towns that might be fairly sized, but like, Wrexham is it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want anything, really, you have to come to Wrexham or just live with your, or a lot of places because it's a rural do farm shops and stuff. But, um, yeah, so it's nice to see kind of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Welsh- yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Welsh history, because how else are you going to find it? Because I bet, like, no one was exactly going, you know, writing stuff down because you live in a tiny village. You know, if you imagine being gay in a tiny village, you wouldn't, like, do you know what I mean? Like, where do you go? What mm-hmm. do you do? Um, and obviously there was a nice, so nice, um, a reference to one of the characters who had a bad experience coming out in a mining town. Mm-hmm. And that, again, kind of just even just a little reference to stuff to show how it was because you just have no idea like mm-hmm. they they didn't really keep track um and if you blame them you know you live in a tiny village you'd never think it'd be relevant that someone fancies a girl do you know what i mean you no know, if you mm-hmm. were accepting of it um i did like though that it focused on two very different groups mm-hmm. um that kind of came together for a joint mm-hmm. cause. Um, and this wasn't like the kind of movie where it's like the power of friendship thingies all. Um, like this was a real life thing that happened. Um, yeah. And it- I think also um, when we're talking about Maggie Thatcher, who is awful, um, the minor strikes, because that's, that is one of the kind of things of the film, like when it's taking place, like the minor strikes were extreme. Like they were like. It's um, mental that it's a huge deal, yet you only learn about it in England, the A-level history. I mean, the only reason I really knew about it is because my mum lived through it. <laughs> and that's that sounds awful. Um, But like when she was young, there used to be like bread strikes coal strikes um where her dad would be like right one of you needs to come with me with a wee car uh with a wee wheelbarrow and we're gonna get coal from the train tracks um <laughs> that's literally that sounds like back in my day no but that's literally what happened yeah no um and i think up here there was also like a bin strike where to the point where like the, um the army had to get involved because like the bins were obviously like overflowing but the amount of police brutality that was shown on the miners oh, like at the yeah. miners strikes was just insane and we're not saying that like this is the only time the police have ever been this violent no but it's the first time it was 
definitely one of the first times it was highlighted in media how violent these places were being and it was because of the like the say so from Thatcher. I will say as well it's important that we talk about the police brutality against the miners because like it's not police brutality is not just like a person of colour issue. They will come for you like regardless. You know, Reg- yeah. yeah, regardless, it's not a people of colour issue. Police brutality affects everyone, and like the minor strike is, I think, a good example of like, you know, they're, they're essentially just like a tool of the government, and if you disagree with the government, they will do whatever the government tells you know. Yeah, Karl Marx was you. right. The police are agents of the state. Do you want to know as well? I remember Maggie Thatcher was on the news. This was before she died. This was when I was about eight. Mm-hmm. Um, before she died, I remember there was something about her on the telly, and I was like to my nan, "Oh, she was." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she was the first, you know, female prime minister. That's really good." And my nan was like, "Don't you dare say that!" And my and I was mm-hmm. like, "Why?" And then my nan told me like for three hours <laughs> why Maggie Thatcher was terrible. And honest to God, ever since then, like since I was eight, I've hated her. So I was like, she, at first, it was she's made my nan so upset. Because my nan's mm-hmm. obviously like single at the time, and I think, like especially where I live, there was a lot of yeah clock face. Used to, my yeah, there was mines in clock face, and where I used to where I used to live in St Helens used to be a mine, and then mm-hmm. my nan's used to be a mine as well because you can still see all the uh, stuff. So yeah, so there's a lot of mines. So um, obviously the effects of that were felt quite heavily. Um, in my town, I guess. Mm-hmm. But again, you'd never know because we don't talk about it. Um, but and it's like yeah, we should it, we should talk about the yeah. the end like the loss of industry. We also should use it as an example. Like they they I, they erase it because they don't want people to do it again. But clearly, like you should strike. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, with the rail strikes just now, um, there's a lot of people who are maybe, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're not really informed, like, fully informed, because there's been a good, a pretty good smear campaign online for the the rail workers that are striking. Um, Have you seen, this is actually relevant to, like, the the thing. The interview. The the Kay Birdley interview. Have you seen that? Is it the Sky News one where she's like, "Are mm-hmm. you going to like?" She's basically trying to imply they're going to get violent. Uh huh. And she's like, "Uh, what? Um, and if people, if if agency workers, uh, refuse to to not work at the picket line, how will you combat that?" And he's just like, he just kind of gestures to the picketers behind him, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, holding signs up, <laughs> like. I'm older than you think, Mister. I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that you I was feel there for the train strike. <laughs> I was there for the minor strikes. It's like okay, okay. This is like. But if you actually remembered properly, Miss Birdley, uh, Mrs. I don't know if you're a Miss or a Mrs. Um, K. Birdley, um, you'd remembered that it was actually the police that got violent with the picketers yeah. and the picketers were literally defending themselves because they were being beaten by police on horses with batons like when you're just holding a wee sign like what are you going to do if there's a guy with a guy with riot gear on and a baton on a horse 
but to be fair, having said that people won't strike, uh, I have heard the post. Uh, the posties are going to strike. The Good for them. Someone else, apparently, yeah, apparently the real people have inspired them, but fucking good. Like, the teacher strike in Wrexham going on right now, actually. Teacher um, strikes, posty strikes, airport staff strikes. Um, I'm very pro union. Um, yes, absolutely. But the idea kind of is that, like, basically a lot of people were talking shit about the real workers, because obviously, yeah, it's inconvenient for, for people, you know, just trying to do their thing. But that's the that's the point of a strike, mate. Yeah, it's supposed to inconvenience everyone and especially the people in power so that you can take that rage and say, why aren't we paying the strikers more than 5%? Um, why are these people who work crazy overtime and being basically forced to work on their rest days, why are they only getting paid 30 grand a year? Which, to some people, sounds a lot. Like, 30 grand is, a f- is an amount of money, but in this day and age, with the cost of living crisis, that's yeah, no. barely enough to scrape by. Um, like it'd be like for I would agree. It'd be more than see thirty grand sounds like a lot when you're earning like what my boyfriend earns. That sounds like mm-hmm. loads of money to us. But like if he'd been working at a higher wage and then went to thirty grand, that wouldn't feel like anything. Do you get what I mean? Because everything's so everything's so much like. I wrote a whole article about the cost of living in my area. Like, you should check it out. I'm plugging my article that I worked for two months on. You should read it. <laughs> it's just, like, it is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, um, and with, like, the industry thing, like, Glasgow, I think, has some mining, but the thing that we were known for was the shipbuilding. Um, and oh, we have, like, a whole shipbuilding museum, like, ten minutes down the road from me. Um... But, like, we lost that, and that's why a lot of the big shipbuilding towns, especially the area I live in, um, where it was, like, the main hubbub of uh, the shipbuilding govern, um, why a lot of that is so uh, impoverished now, because it was basically, yeah, we're shutting the doors, this was one of our main employers for, like, anywhere on the Clyde. And I can imagine it was definitely the same with the miners. Like, I don't need to google that i just know (laughs) yeah you just yeah um i actually liked um i I didn't like the wee bloke see the guy that's in 1917 the one that was like coming out to his family and he was pretending that he's baking he was going to like baking college or something i didn't like him the first time i watched it and then the second time i watched it i did like him it's because it's because he, he reads to me as very uh Tory, like the the actor, not the guy, not not yeah. the character. Um, because I see him in everything, and he's very home counties middle class, and I'm like, can they not just give the role to someone else, please? Yeah, <laughs> but that's like, me being petty. Um, yeah, that's... this movie makes me cry every time I watch it. So, woohoo, solidarity, which is another very very queer theme I suppose which is why it's such a good movie and such a good thing that happened in real life Isn't it insane though that you had the minus tray going on and at the same time you had like HIV and AIDS, you know what I mean, like all that going mm-hmm. on and like because I think in history this is good, like not just in the 80s, you always think of events happening by themselves mm-hmm. but like 
stuff usually happens all at the same time. Yeah, it was something like, um, did you know it was like the, like the building of the pyramids and this other thing happened at the exact same time? Oh, and you're like, Cleopatra like, was there, mm-hmm. was mammoths going around. Yeah, how bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the film had a really good balance of like the queer problems that were going on in society. Like people, problems people quit problems queer people had in society mm-hmm. and like the miners strike and I thought they did them well to weave it together so and it seemed mm-hmm. balanced towards both because the thing is right and I might be getting a bit political here but it's okay because I, I actually did study politics modern studies in fact and I passed a higher level which is a level in the rest of the UK so I can talk about this with the knowledge that I have, without getting bullied. Um, It's good that we see these two very opposite groups. Like, a lot of the time, you know, queer people in mining towns, like the guy, the the guy that was in Sherlock, his character, Mm -hmm. um, they have a rough time of it. Um, And, like, despite all this, um, rather than you know, being divided. It's like divide and conquer, baby. It's like, if we make these two groups fight, then they're not going to, like, try and fight the government and try and change, like, laws and lobby and protest when they rightfully should be. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it's good that they kind of came together. And a lot of the thing is, a lot of these things are very intersectional, like things that are going to affect working class people, right? Um, might also affect people of colour, definitely going to affect disabled people, definitely going to affect queer people, because it's not just like your one category and that's you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one thing I would like to see, would have liked to see, was more people of colour, I suppose, um, because it was good that we got like Welsh representation and like I'm all for regional like actors and accents and stuff like that as we know at this point. Um, but I think that, you know, like, the the, the kind of, the gay group, like, surely it couldn't have all been just white people. You know I what I mean? We'll offer one counterpoint of this, which I always bring up when people, not, I don't mean this rudely, this is just my opinion. I think when, not always, but sometimes, especially with, I don't think this piece of media would do it so I will agree with you in this instance but I think some pieces of media when they add a person of colour which like obviously I'm not against I think then you have to balance like and when does race come into it mm-hmm. and then you have a whole other issue of race mm-hmm. and I think sometimes just my opinion of course it can complicate it a bit more. And then which mm-hmm. issue... And don't get me wrong, they do often intersect, and you could talk about both, but I have yet to see a piece of media that does it very well. Is also, so I think yeah. sometimes That's I'm glad point. that... Not that there is no people of colour, but, like, you get what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'd rather have a thing where they're all just white and we get to all the story than someone try and do a really ham-fisted approach of, 
like a queer mm. person of colour because people just mishandle it so badly. And then they even seem to think that queer people of colour only have racism or homophobia. They don't really mm-hmm. seem that you often get both and they often. And when you experience homophobia or like queerphobia um, within from other people of colour, it's completely different from when white people are homophobic. Like in every mm. culture, it's different. So yeah. I feel, well, I think this film would have done it well. Uh, I think sometimes it can be done quite badly. So Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, I guess I think that's maybe a good place to wrap up. Um, yeah, I agree. The film is a good way of showing, like, queer British history, I suppose. Also in a way that isn't just, like, London town. We're in London town. Yeah. Um, Which is really good. Um, And we want more films like this, please. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Give us more films. um, (laughs) Give us more British, you know, queer history. It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That isn't in London. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I'm sick Mm. of it. Like, People, the life in London is so different as well that it may as well be another country. I don't think if you have a show in London, you may as well just put it in any country. And what you know what I mean? Because I mm-hmm. will not be able to relate to most of it because, <laughs> like, yeah, they live such like a I live life. in a big city, right? Like Glasgow is a big city, but even I'm like, okay, what the fuck is Camden? What the fuck is um Hackney? <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? These are just words to me. And the, I like the culture. Like in London, you pr- it seems to be you are either very rich or very poor. Mm-hmm. Or at least from the media, and I don't think that's entirely true. I imagine there are some like in the middle people, but you'd never know from the media because they just want to present it as a really black and white thing. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, another issue is London is presented pretty terribly. Uh, but how many Pride Flags out of 10 would you give? I would give it a 9 out of 10 um, because I cry every time I watch it. Um, so, like, a happy cry, not like a sad cry. I should probably say that. It just warms you a little hard, doesn't it? Yeah, she's like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> um, yeah, how many pride flags would you give it out of ten? I would also give it nine. Yeah, I think that's a good a good rating. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that's been this episode of Film Query. You can follow our socials. Our Twitter's Film Query. Our Instagram is Film Query Podcast, and our TikTok is Film Query. But as we go, um, please support your local unions, your local trade unions when they're striking. Um, please do your research because there will be a smear campaign probably against the trade unions. Um, and if you are in any sort of job at all, please join a trade union. Unionise people. <laughs> and stay safe out there. Yeah. Okay. Bye.